I also want to point out something something else. Although you go, you go. I was going to just mention a few people who had mentioned last week's intro slash me falling apart mentally. All oh, right, yeah. Um, the people who actually got in touch and said I kind of weirdly enjoyed that, uh, or just kind of had comments generally. Murray Wilson, thank you for that. Izzy, yeah, it's nice yeah. of you to get in touch. Chris Ward, uh, I told him to listen, and I think he, well, I certainly hope he did. What was your point? I don't even remember anymore. I'm sure it was something important. I was so overwhelmed by 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 their reminiscing. Uh, it doesn't mean that we should start every week with uh, examination on our lives. No, no, I, I completely agree. But I was just going to follow on. I wanted to I wanted to put a, like a a conclusion to this because I've had a week to kind of you know, think think it over. To mull. Yeah, it's been over ten days or so. I have decided I am going to to leave, but Ooh. just not right now. You know. Well, yeah. I know. I know that's a that's kind of a, a duh kind of statement because of course you're going to leave a job. But I mean, like I'm going to leave and just do something completely different. Yeah, and not just because this week I had to go to a far flung Ayrshire town to ask the general public how they felt about a dead child. Oh wow! Uh, did they perchance feel really happy about a dead child? Well, a few people told me. Oh, how can I put this? A phrase that rhymes with duck cough. Oh, right, yeah. Which I could completely understand, to be honest, because the last thing I want would be like, hey, so this 14-year-old is yeah. dead. How do you feel about this dead kid, member of the public? Yeah, so there's, you know, not just that. As I as I laid out in depth last week, you know, just sometimes you just got to take stock, and I have taken stock, and it's y- time you to... You know what you should start changing your life doing? Uh, is making good theme music. <laughs> I say after I've made literally one thing of any decency. I can only apologize for that one. That was uh, that was a rushed effort. I think that actually that theme sums up the kind of general mood of, of how I feel. Quite like post-apocalyptic, but dubstep. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine it now. Uh, secret, secrets to be told. I, I haven't actually heard it yet. Uh, yeah, so. at this point, James has not actually heard the theme, but I have. It's not very good, so I apologise. We really that. should make sure that we've both heard the themes before, before <laughs> well, see, we record the show. We, we could just do what we did in the past and just pretend that we've both heard it and we both have a great reaction to it. Like, whoa, James, that was whoa, a great theme. that was like... incredible. Yeah, but that became lies, permanently lies. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you did a good job. That was a lie. <laughs> Uh, also, okay. a, a point, uh, people of the world, if you want to display your talents and save Colin the effort of nine minutes, you can send in a theme tune. We might use it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did offer Ross Cray a guest spot last week, but I don't think he listened to the show because he was busy doing wrestling things. <laughs> so you're going to repeat that this week. You're going to say it every week until he agrees. Don't until, do that. <laughs> until he's like, hey, Ross, come and do the show. Well, to be fair, we have a couple others, but it's just a case of actually the logistics of making it happen. So we'll wait and see. But anyway, welcome to Seesaw Parade. This is episode, uh, was it 111? Oh man, that's a good number. We should have had something planned for... Actually, no, hold on. It's 111 on 111. Oh, what? Oh, that's crazy. Think about the the date today, Colin. What have we just done? (sighs) We've remembranced (laughs) so hard. (laughs) Episode 111 on the 11th of the 11th. Yeah. That's mental. 
How about that? There we go. I thought it wasn't going to be... How about that? Episode 111 has to be special, and it is, purely because we have to now have a minute silence <laughs> mid-episode. Can we go for three-second silence? Because we cannot, you know, we, you know the, the the time of the, the silence is... Oh, in fact, hold on. No, we're 17 minutes past silence. Oh, I thought it was going to be 11 minutes past 11. No, I wouldn't let you record... During the minute silence, no, that no, would no. feel that would feel like it was crossing a line. But did we start recording at eleven no. minutes past eleven on the eleventh of the? 11th? No, because I texted you at two minutes past eleven to say I'll be a couple of minutes. Is that because you were observing the silence? I'd observed the silence, oh, no, yeah, that, and then that, I realized that that meant I was late for the show already. Well, no, but, but so did I. But then I was standing here ready, waiting for you. But you then were still late. <laughs> were you wanting to call during the silence? You wanted to have the Skype up so you could go. All right, let's remember the troops. No, I, I was, I was, I was ready. I was ready at like three minutes to it. Actually, for the first time in ages, because I'm notoriously late or for for our scheduled recordings. Um, and I was ready. I was actually ready. And then I, you know, I just, I kind of sat, yeah, I stood here and kind of observed the silence. And then I was like, right, two minutes. Where's James? It's important to do observing a silence. Can we talk about? Can we talk about that? Just okay, for sure. A, I know we've got like a billion things to get through, <laughs> but can can I be annoyed at, at the commercialization of poppies? And remembrancing. Before you get to that, just so you know, anybody who may not have uh, realised that November the 11th and well, this weekend is Remembrance Weekend. It's now 99 years since the end of World War One. 99 years, yeah, crazy. But we, yeah, we still have the you know the silences and, and stuff like that. James, go. It's, yeah, it's good to remember these things, and it, it, it's like a solemn thing. We're remembering because a whole bunch of people suffered and died for for freedom and whatnot. Uh, but it feels like a celebration lately. How? It was like anticipation and build-up. Shops start putting on like huge displays of poppies and trying to sell poppy goods to you. Uh, I don't think that's true. I know people sell poppies, but that is literally all for a good cause. I don't think the shops are out to make money. I'm all for like poppies for a good cause. If you want to buy the wee paper poppy by chucking a fiver in a bucket, great, you're doing a good job. But if, you, if you're going to buy like a gilded one for a hundred quid from a non-charitable source... We're doing something wrong as society. Can you actually do that? Oh, yeah. There was a there was a headline this week about like some fake poppies had been seized because like there is a trademark on the poppy. Do you know what I don't like is people who put poppies on their car. Yeah, this is kind of what I'm talking about. I drove past one yesterday, and you know, it's bad enough when your car has eyelashes. Like that's just. You know, you have lost all of my respect if you have eyelashes on your car. But then also, it's just a bit weird. Like, it's, your car is not observing the remembrance. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like there's almost this pressure for everyone to prove how hard they're remembering, remembrancing. <laughs> like, we've all got to get as many poppies as we can and wear them all over the place, put them in our windows, put them on the cars. And if we don't have as many poppies as everyone else, that means that we aren't patriotic enough yeah you're right well okay that's a fair point valid point and the thing is this is 99 years imagine what it's going to be like next year oh it'll just be like a or on year 111 poppy plosion that's what that'll be the 100 the 100 and no the 111st year <laughs> of remembrance is going to be so poppy filled it's going to be so commercialized and it's maybe the, the the worst commercialization. How can you make this a commercial thing? It's so annoying. Okay, well, we can get back to that next year when it's year 100. And yes, perhaps we'll all be drowning in poppies, but we'll wait and see. 
This is Seesaw Parade, and uh, we're just going to crack on. We have uh, a lot of things to get through, as James was... So much, so much to talk about. Yes, as James was discussing there. So, let's just make a a start. We discussed all the sexual harassment stuff uh, last week. Of course, there have been more allegations this week. Louis C.K. has had allegations that he, you know, to put it frankly, he masturbated in front of five women. Um, yeah, he, he he tried to seek permission, apparently, which is just mind-blowing. Yes, and then he's put out a statement, which isn't really an apology, it's just like a statement where he says, I know what I did was wrong, and that's about it. I mean, because it's more of a taking advantage, I think he's, say, he's saying it's more of a taking advantage of people wanting to make him happy because he's famous. Like, because he did, he said, hey, can I do this? And then who would go, well, most people would think that they'd have the power to go, no. But I think if you're in a situation of someone that's got more power than you or, yes. or, or more cred than you, you just kind of giggle and go, yeah, that's weird and hope he doesn't do it. But no, he has permission. So it's it's weird. It's a very weird situation and it's definitely not right what he did. There have been a couple uh, senators in the States who have been accused of things, um, but we'll I think we'll leave that for this week. Uh, so let's just briefly touch on, well, let's briefly go back to as opposed to, uh, <laughs> Choose your words carefully, Colin. Let's go back to Kevin Spacey because the news this week is that he is being erased entirely yeah, from all the money in the world. Now, this is a film which you, you may not have heard of yet, so you probably have now, but it was meant to be Kevin Spacey going for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars. It's got Mark Wahlberg and I think Michelle Williams as well. But now, due to everything that's happened, he is literally being deleted from the film and replaced by Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Despite the fact that the film is due to be released on December the 22nd, which is about 40 days away. Yeah, they're reshooting everything that he's in. And quite a lot of that is just the character. I don't know, monologuing or doing their own thing, but some of it is with interaction and dialogue. So, yes. There's a lot to try and get through if you're trying to be an Oscar film. So this is, it's a film by Ridley Scott, who, you know, Gladiator, Alien, all that, all that jazz. Um, This is a massive decision. I can't think of any precedent for this in the past. He's got essentially, yeah, 40 days to to shoot this and to to make it right. Is that the right decision, James? Well, if I think they're just trying to still get the Oscar. It's definitely the right decision to reshoot a good film if you think that the actor that you had isn't worth it anymore. I don't think a 40-day turnover is uh, realistic. It's probably not going to be as as clean a film. But then again, if they just shoot it exactly like they did, they've got all the edits, they've got everything cut to the bits that they think is important, so who knows? I mean, I think what people will be looking out for when they actually watch the film will be where are the really noticeable edits where, you know, Mark Wahlberg's hair is really <laughs> different or... <laughs> they've aged and stressed a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think as well, you know, as much as there has been an Oscar push for this film, it will forever be tainted as, oh yeah, that was the Kevin Spacey film. Yeah, the film that they deleted Kevin from. So I don't think, even if Christopher Plummer does a remarkable job, which he will, he's a great actor. Um, And also they don't need to do all the prosthetics because Kevin Spacey, if you saw the trailer, is completely unrecognisable. You wouldn't know it was him until you looked at the, the, you know, the credits at the end. Yeah. Christopher Plummer is already in his, like, what, early 80s, maybe? Yeah, so he's just, he's fine. They don't need to put him. So that'll save a lot of time. Although I don't know how they'll... Six hours of makeup every day. Although I don't know how they'll make him, like, much, much younger. Because with Kevin Spacey, it was kind of easy. But with an 80-year-old, you can't really make him 40. Fair point. It'll probably all be uh, CGI. Bad CGI. Because they think, hey, computers can do it in a day, but really it takes a year. 
There was another story this week, which uh, I've, I'm just going to spring on you here, James. Uh, oh, great. Baby Driver, which, of course, was one of oh, yeah. my favorite this. films. Um, Kevin Spacey has a, yeah, it's kind of like a supporting role in it. Yeah. And he is, and he's good. Like, he is good in the film. However, this week, in the light of all the allegations, an interviewer, this means John Bernthal, i.e. The Punisher, yeah, and he is in Baby Driver too, and he said that he did not like Kevin Spacey on the set. He was aggressive. He rubbed him the wrong way. Again, poor choice of words. Well, sorry, no, it's, sorry, it's sorry. what he said, basically. Yeah, it is what he said. And he was he was saying he was like glad to be able to leave production because he was only in the film for a short time. Yeah. And he was glad to get out and not have to be in the same room as Kevin Spacey and a bunch of people that he would be, I don't even know, weird towards, creepy towards. Uh, even though he's just arrogant and apparently he was just arrogance, he was demanding, he was being creepy, being weird, touching people inappropriately, Kevin Spacey stuff. And like it, it's, it's good that all the stories kept coming out. If it was just the one story and then it all went quiet, no one would have cared long enough. But now that it's just endless stories about Kevin Spacey, everything's gone to pot for him as it should and he's not going to get any more jobs yeah his agents dropped him and i think basically any representative who was with him is now not and uh that seems to be it i mean i can't see any way back for him no now that there's been more than like one two small stories if it was just one or two then hollywood just handles it but now that it's just continuous everyone's gonna have to drop him not because they're good people and you think it's the morally right thing is to drop him but because it would be uh, a loss of money to keep him at this point. Let's just briefly revisit one topic from last week. House of Cards, of course, Kevin Spacey being essentially the main character in that. Yeah, Christopher Plummer is going to take over the role. <laughs> well, what do you think they're going to do for the season six? I mean, production's been suspended. If they make season six, they're probably just going to have him assassinated or something. Uh, it's going to open up on a funeral cas- casket and uh, him getting buried and... Uh, Claire trying to pretend to be sad and then she's going to have her turn and she's going to be great because everyone really likes her character. I think that's the only way they can get around it. If they start with just being dead. Sorry, Frank Underwood's died. He is gone, he's away, he is never to be mentioned again. However, that the frustrating thing, I know this is such a you know small matter in comparison to the stories that have come out and the bravery of the victims. Yeah, There are so many unanswered questions in House of Cards and so many storylines which were not resolved and will not be resolved now because Kevin Spacey is not going to come back. But I already didn't really care. I think the last couple of seasons were just so much worse that I'd lost interest in a lot of the side stories uh, and just the whole story in general. I I was kind of at the stage where you're just wanting it to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on. And uh, to some other... Good news. Or do you always go to some bad news again to get all the bad ones out of the way and then good news? Okay, right. Let's let's. I'll, I'll try let and, you steer the ship. Okay, I'm gonna try and. Uh, yeah, sorry, James. I've not really let you do much steering recently. Do you want to steer us into the next one? Well, I I don't really know what to aim for for the next one. Are you want to do Star Wars or or Lord of the Rings? Let's go for Lord of the Rings because it's bad. You think it's a bad idea? Okay, right. So the story is that Amazon, who are now making a lot of TV shows and films and stuff for their. Amazon Prime Video That's the one. service. Has it got an, an, a, like an, an, a name that hasn't got Amazon in it? Is it just Prime Video? Like, it might well be Prime Video, but I think it's still Amazon because they want to know it's their stuff. Amazon, who are trying to be Netflix on the side, are, yes. are, are trying to get the rights to uh, Lord of the Rings so they can make a TV series based in the Lord of the Rings world. 
I'd say universe, but they just use the one world. Yeah, I think this is a horrible idea. I think they could pull something off. It depends what story they go for. Right, okay, well, let me explain. The Lord of the Rings trilogy, I think, should be left alone. It is a masterpiece. The trilogy, the original trilogy is a masterpiece. The Hobbit films... Are, should be forgotten. Yeah, they're they're okay. They're I, mean, I think if you watch them as a trilogy, they're I think they're they're good fun. They're nowhere near. They're not. They're not. They're not good fun. You're a liar. <laughs> the first one, uh, I enjoyed. Was it the second one with the dragon? I don't know. I'll look back at my reviews. I don't think I was particularly enthused with it. Anyway, regardless, yeah, they're not. They don't even touch the 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 trilogy. No. I think the TV show. I know it's Amazon, but even still, I don't think it would even match the quality of the Hobbit. And The Hobbit wasn't even that good. But it, it just has to depend on what they aim for. If if it's so open, the Lord of the Rings story arcs such a huge time that you don't really... There's like three different ages. There's all these stories. I don't know what they're going to focus on. If they come out with, here's the setting, and it, it's a bad idea, yeah, sure. But I think they're just they're thinking, hey, people are kind of into fantasy again. Game of, Game of Thrones. Thrones. successful. Lord of the Rings is fantasy. It's got swords. It's got people. <laughs> Let's try that. Uh, but it, it absolutely, ex- like, it just depends on what stories they choose. Because Amazon can sink a lot of money into this. And they can do it well. You're um, right. Amazon do have the financial oomph behind it to make it look a bit better than, for example, Marvel's Inhumans, which looks like it was shot in a toaster. Just money. Money is for it. Money and time. If you give it money and time, you end up with a quality product. That's just how it works. Somehow, the studios don't realize this. Okay, so you think Lord of the Rings, you'd, you'd be up for a Lord of the Rings TV show? I think it's worth trying anything. Uh, if it ends up bad, we get a good laugh. If it ends up good, we get to enjoy it. But I think if it ends up bad, it taints the, the view of the original. It's, Lord of the Rings is already tainted by The Hobbit. It's already reached the lowest low. Yeah. Uh, and and I would disagree that we can't have Lord of the Rings done again. I think we are set for a, re- a redo. No, you can't. You can't do that. They will. James, they no, will. They can. And the only reason I'd agree with it is because we'd actually get good CGI this time. But no, 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 no. It would no, have to on. be done. It would have to be done with money and time. The, C- the CGI in the original. I think stands the test of time. I think it still looks Whoa. excellent. Have you watched the films of Gollum in them again? Yeah. That was mocap in its early stages. I it know, wasn't great. But even still, I don't think it's like one of those ones when you look back at, say, the original Star Wars and think, oh, that looks a bit ropey. I still think it stands. Yeah, I, think, I still think it looks good even 15 years old. I'm not saying it looks bad anymore. I still watch the films at least once every now, like, month. Uh, <laughs> well, once I watch the extended ones once a year. I will crack into a lord of the rings film quite often they're great they are but like we could have two great lord of the rings trilogies why not but but it's the same story i for example they're not going to remake the godfather you know parts one two <laughs> they three probably will a direct remake no, of the Godfather. i think there are some films which are too sacred that you would not remake lord of the rings i think is one of them because if you went up to, you know, when you remake something, it's to do it for like a new audience. I don't think there is the new audience for Lord of the Rings because it's still so good that even you younger people who've never heard of the trilogy and then watch it still enjoy it. I haven't interviewed a lot of younger people uh, <laughs> about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so who knows, maybe. Okay, right, let's move on. I'm going to take this one. Fast and Furious 9. Yes, a ninth film. However, a bit of a rift is beginning to... Uh, 
to create itself in between the, the furious family. You're all very furious at this point in time. Oh, there we go. That was clever wordplay. Thank you, James. Tyrese Gibson, who plays the part of uh, comic relief in... Hobbs? No, 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 no. Dwayne... Calvin? I don't know. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He is Hobbs. Tyrese Gibson plays like the comic relief. I can't remember the name of his character. Regardless. Tank? <laughs> Just stop saying names. I don't know. He is, uh, he's threatened, Tyrese Gibson is threatened not to appear if The Rock returns in Fast and Furious 9. And the reason is because The Rock's character is getting a spin-off first and then they're doing Fast and Furious 9. So James, did you see Fast and Furious 8? Nope. Okay. Just a brief summary. Uh, Jason Statham, you know, English hard man, returned... Uh, this time as a good guy, despite being a bad guy in the previous film. Yeah, that's just what the Fast and Furious is doing. Yeah, and he and Dwayne Johnson just suddenly decided to become pals. However, as other things, Fast and Furious 8 was quite good fun. The, but the best part of Fast and Furious 8 was Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. Yeah. And so the two of them are getting like a spin-off. They're getting a, yeah. Which is, I think is fair enough. It will do well. It'll be a good film. Be quite good yeah, fun. Yeah, no, if people like characters and then... Uh, studio decides to give those characters the film i think that's a profitable and okay decision right but tyrese gibson who's been in the fast and furious franchise since the second one yeah uh, has and we all definitely remember that character really well <laughs> the fact i can't even remember his name with such great moments yeah. like really great moments that i definitely would list off now but we're, we're we're short on time he just screams and shouts a lot and goes like what what do we do now yeah he's comic relief um scream about what's happening on the screen guy okay He's threatened not to show in the Fast and Furious 9 if The Rock is back. What's what's Universal going to do about that? Such a great loss to lose the character that we remember so fondly. So you, you think Universal are just going to be like, oh, well, too bad. Yeah, they'll just carry on with their plans. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll offer him a spin-off of his own uh, to try and make him stick in the film. They'll be like, right, you can get a spin-off after the ninth film. His name is Roman. Roman, that's it. who it is. Yeah, Roman. Okay. I don't remember his surname, but that's his, that's his name. Roman. Fair enough. He'll yeah he'll he'll be in the film because they'll make some deal to give him extra money or extra attention, uh, but it looks like he's just trying to have beef with Dwayne, calling Dwayne fake whatever, <laughs> and it's just not really it's not really working. I think he, the thing I saw he posted on Instagram it was him and uh, Dwayne and Vin Diesel. And in the oh yeah, and he's like Vin Diesel likes me more than yeah. he likes you. He was like Vin Diesel, look, he's got he's got his arm around his real brother. Vin Diesel and I are best buddies. <laughs> what are you? You're just you're just muscly. Oh, I know it's very very childish, but very entertaining. Anyway, uh, let's move on. James Bond, uh, twenty. I would talk about Star Wars first. Oh no no, we're, I'm saving I'm saving that. I'm getting through the bad I don't stuff. I want to save it. I want to talk about it now. No no, too bad. I'm getting through the bad Fine. stuff first. James Bond twenty five, which is the new James Bond, which is still not uh, ready or ready to shoot or whatever was rumoured <laughs> to have Denis Villeneuve directing. Now, Denis Villeneuve, as we are big fans of, uh, he's directed Arrival, he did the new Blade Runner, he did Prisoners, he's very, very good. Sicario, which I loved. However, he's not doing it. He's not going to direct the new James Bond because he's too busy How about that? filming June, which is some sci-fi thing. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I'm right with that. The James Bonds haven't, haven't been great, so I don't mind if they're not great. Anybody else you think that they could get in the meantime? How about Taika Waititi? Uh, I think anyone. They, they're just 
Well, like, to be fair, if they wanted to just go all out and let a director direct a James Bond film in whatever they, way they wanted, <laughs> yeah, Tycho. If they wanted to give people creative freedom, take anyone. But because the James Bond films just have to be exactly the same every time, they can get anyone, and the film's going to be exactly the same as it would have been it anyway. Like, I could direct it, and it would be exactly the same. <laughs> I'd like to see that. As anyone else. Okay, well, James, now, because you wanted to talk about Star Wars so badly, I want you to do this one. Go. Uh, well, why don't we talk about uh, Universal's Dark Universe? <sighs> okay, fine. We'll get to the rest of the rubbish news. Briefly... Universal's Dark Universe. Now, this is, uh, if that doesn't sound familiar... Which we all definitely knew about and was huge news. Yeah, so The Mummy, which was the Tom Cruise reboot, which came out this year, uh, probably just before summertime, completely flopped, was dreadfully reviewed, didn't make it's a lot like of money. It's like they made a bad decision by like casting a 60-year-old, by <laughs> adding some random segment in the middle with a random monster. You know, it was like they made a bad film or something. But also, yeah, a remake, which did not improve the original. But regardless... Uh, it was. It wasn't even a remake. Right? It was just they stuck. They stuck the mummy on the name of a generic film. So yeah, the mummy was meant to be the start of this dark universe because basically everybody's looked at Marvel and been like, "Whoa, these guys are making loads of money. Let's yeah. do a universe. Let's do that." Yeah. However, but they've all gone. Hey, let's make the Avengers film of that universe. We're not going to start off with the Iron Mans, or <laughs> we're not going to go for the Hulk ones. We're just going to jump straight into the big middle one, big middle film. It'll be great. Yeah. So the plans now have been abandoned, apparently, because Alex Kurtzman and Chris Morgan, who are essentially the ones who came up with the idea, have now left the company. Yeah. They went, hey, here's a really good idea. And then it didn't work. And, and they quit. pre-production on the next film, which was meant to be in the Dark Universe, which was Bride of Frankenstein. Whoa, it's an Oscar contender right yeah, there. Which, whoo, man, aren't we all not excited about that? <laughs> yeah, the pre-production on that has now been stopped. James, thoughts? Hey, who cares? They're, they're, they're going to not make bad films. Great. Great. Okay, that's, that's enough for me. Quentin Tarantino, he has a new film ready to shoot. Script is done. Uh, everything happy in place. The next thing he needs is the actors. Uh, the film is going to be on the Manson family murders, which sounds like a Tarantino kind of thing to do. I, I'm I'm trying to work out how he's going to Tarantino that because it's like real. Well, yeah, but the, I mean, certainly the people who've been rumored to be in the cast or will be soon soon to be in the cast are the usual faces: Samuel Jackson, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh yeah, he'll use like the people he likes and maybe one or two new newbies. Yeah, it said Brad Pitt in there. That's okay. Brad Pitt's great. He was in Inglorious Bastards as well. He was very good in that, actually. I'm a fan of Brad. He, he's, he's, he can act. But the thing is, yeah, you're right. The Manson Family Murders isn't really something that you can tarn, tarantinize. Well, tarn- he did manage oh. to Tarantino uh, Nazis. <laughs> That's very true. So he can probably do anything. But I've been trying to wrap my head around how he's going to take a m- murderous situation that actually happened. And making it a film. Okay, last but not least, before I let you get to Star Wars, I know we've talked about Dwayne Johnson already, but this is some news which will fill your heart <laughs> with joy, James. <laughs> there would have been a good a good segue if we tried hard. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think about it at the time. Basically, Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam, now that's the... He's a villain in the DC universe. <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked about him like five times. This is this is literally, I think maybe the sixth or seventh time we've talked about this role because he's been... The 11th. He's been linked... Yeah, it's the 11th time. He's been linked with this role for so long... And nothing is happening, you know, there's no script, there's no production date, blah, 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 blah. However, he's now rumoured to be the bad guy in Suicide Squad 2. 
Yep, so... As like an introduction, <laughs> it's like an introduction to the character and then he'll get a full film. Kind of the same way they did with Black Panther and uh, Captain America. Yeah, but does this mean that we know that the bad guy is not going to get killed at the end? Well, yes, because first of all, it's Dwayne Johnson, so he can't, you can't kill him off. I mean, you can kill off Cara Delevingne in the original Suicide Squad because nobody cares. Yeah. You know, she's, she's not going to bring in half a billion at the box office. Dwayne Johnson <laughs> probably is. Yeah, no, I think it's probably a good idea to try and just stick a famous name onto the film to try and make people go, because no one's really going to go see the second one if the first one's not good, so just try and give it the biggest name in cinema. Well, the, the weird thing is that the first film actually did not bad financially. It did make a lot of money. Because I think people liked the cast and they liked the look of Harley Quinn. Because most of the trailer was just shots of her bum. Yeah, everyone thought there was. Everyone saw something in the film that they liked, whether it was one member of the cast or or another member of the cast, one or one of the many <laughs> members of the cast. Uh, I really liked the one guy, but then he wasn't in the film for, for very long at all. So I was really disappointed. Okay, right. That's the end of the news. Apart from the Star Wars thing, James, go. Like, yeah, no, we'll probably talk about Black Adam again in two weeks yeah you get some more news about black adam because right. like that's the only thing that matters apparently we're just going to continuously talk about it okay right go jim <laughs> in other news about about film universes we've got the star wars universe or gal we got the star wars galaxy explain uh and it's getting a whole three other f- films a proper trilogy that isn't going to revolve around the skywalkers and it's going to be rianne johnson Ryan. Re, 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 written. Johnson, that's in charge of these films. This is this is really interesting, actually, because... Yeah, it you, is. You're right. The last 30, nearly 40 years have just been Star Wars, has been Luke Skywalker, it's been Han Solo, it's been Chewbacca, nobody else. But what... <laughs> that's just the worst summary. That skips, like, half the films. <laughs> the films only have three characters. It's been Skywalkers of different first yeah, names. Yeah, Skywalkers, Han Solo, Chewbacca, and no other characters. Not even Darth Vader. <laughs> He's a Skywalker. <laughs> wait, what? Oh, wait, yeah, so he, so he is. Sorry, Darth Skywalker. Um, so, this, I think, is really interesting. Not for a couple of reasons, because, yes, it does start a whole new Star Wars story. Yeah, and and, and, and uh, Disney get to have another cinematic universe under their, under their toesies. Oh, absolutely. So, but, but secondly, and more interestingly for me, they're literally handing the whole trilogy to Ryan Johnson. Now, Ryan has just finished filming The Last Jedi, which is out yep. in December. Yep. I think this says a lot, yep. not just about Lucasfilm's faith in Ryan, but also about The Last Jedi, because there's no way... Yeah, no, this means that the film surely is amazing. Absolutely, because there's no way they would give him an entire trilogy if The Last Jedi sucked. So I think the film has obviously yeah. blown them away, and they've said, right, we're going to make an entirely new trilogy, here you go. Yeah, you're the boss of the new trilogy, which is huge, because he's going he's gonna, to, like overall make the trilogy but he's going to direct the first one and then manage the other ones so so why are they doing this you, you mentioned already it's to give them another universe yeah there's because it gives them the star wars universe which again is maybe the biggest universe it's got as many planets and stars and things to revolve around as it were as as they want they can have any genre because they've just got unlimited places to be so they're going to make endless star wars films i think that's what's really cool about this is that Ryan Johnson literally has a blank canvas. There's yeah, he could do anything. No starting point. You can do whatever he wants. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, okay, shall we talk about some actual news that happened in the world? 
Let's, let's do news news. Well, the main story certainly in, in the UK this week has been the ongoing debacle of Pretty Patel, which is one of the most entertaining things I've read in a long time, but also says a lot about Theresa May and her management or lack thereof. Uh, so in, in, five, in just the space of five days last week, Theresa May went from insisting that no investigation was necessary into Pretty Patel's yep. family holiday in Israel. It's just a family holiday. To uh, preparing to fire her, but then she she resigned before <laughs> yeah, she, no, did she didn't that. even get to fire her. <laughs> so just a brief summary for people who have not kept up. This is Priti Patel, who is the International Development Secretary. She flew to Israel in August with her family for a two-week uh, visit, which she later described as a holiday, paid for by herself. It was a lovely holiday, a good family holiday. However, on the, just over a week ago, the BBC revealed she actually held a number of meetings at which official, departmental, international business was discussed, including with the leader of one of Israel's main political parties. Smart. Um, Smart of her to do that on a family holiday. She did not tell the foreign office before she went, and then while she was there, she was like, oh, by the way, guys, just having some meetings, just just thought I'd tell you. Just sends, sends a wee text to him, like, oh, right, in a meeting with Israel. Ms. Patel insisted that... Um, the allegation that she kept the foreign office in the dark was was untrue, and she told a reporter Boris Johnson knew about the visit. He did not. Yep. Well, then again, maybe Boris Johnson did, but he just forgot. Well, hold on. He's one of them uh, buffoon types. Two days later, the cabinet minister she she put a big statement accepting the visit did not accord with the usual procedures, and then it turned out no, not a, not a little. And then it turned out she had a meeting with the Israeli prime minister, yep. the country's security minister, mm-hmm. and the foreign ministry's chief diplomat. Yeah, just, you know, like the little guys. You don't need to have prearranged times or schedules or make sure it's all right if you're meeting the little guys, like the Prime Minister. And then, it's fine. the next day, the next day, the BBC reported <laughs> that Priti Patel, unknown to Downing Street, discussed giving foreign aid for Syrian refugees to the Israeli Defence Force. Ah, that's, that was a <laughs> lovely offer her right. to make. So, it's like, hey, we're going to take the things that people need and just give them to you. So, and then obviously everything kind of everywhere was like, right, you've got to go now. And she resigned. And that is that. But this is hilarious for for several reasons. That She took a family holiday, went to visit the Israeli prime minister and talked about giving British money to the Israeli defense fund and didn't tell anybody that it was happening. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it just shows that there is no fear of the leadership there's no like respect of leadership if you're just going to go and try and make your own arrangements without ever checking in so it's it's quite embarrassing though like it's funny but it's also embarrassing and she, she almost got away with it as well like it's november this happened in august she would have got away with it if it wasn't for that pesky bbc <laughs> if it wasn't for those meddling kids at the bbc <laughs> yeah it's uh I, I think it's that's incredible um, and then well, uh, yeah, no, I think British politics is, is in an embarrassing place right now. And then can I just add? And then Downing Street told her to come back from Uganda, <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> you return from Uganda. We're gonna fire you. And she gets she gets, no no. If I resign, here's my letter. I've resigned. You can't fire me. Yeah, no the the whole thing is is hilarious, but also says an awful lot for the state of British yeah. politics. You're right. I'm not really. I'm not really sure how we're all supposed to feel about the administration at this point as citizens. Okay, time is up, but let's quickly finish up because I'd like to talk about this. Let's talk about Technolis. Yeah, te- Technolis. Snapchat um, has announced its annual figures for, or oh, maybe its half-year figures. 
it's lost half a billion dollars. Oh, more money gone down. In the last, uh, either the last six months or the last year. Half a billion. Okay, and it's had to put <laughs> out a statement. Snapchat not making money. Surprise. Wait, hold, on. Yeah, wait, hold on. So they put out a statement to, to, to clarify that they were not closing down this year. <laughs> Such a good sign in a business when they have to be like, no, guys, don't worry, don't worry. We are not bankrupt. Right, James, explain this to me because how, first of all, can a company, yeah, so A, question A, how can a company lose half a billion dollars when it's as popular as Snapchat is? And B, what's going to happen here? Okay, so to answer question one, A, all of the tech companies do not make money. Well, Facebook do. It's all advertising. So, well, this is the thing. So Facebook, they don't make their money off the adverts. They make their money off selling our information to advertisers. And because they control and know so much about our lives, they can sell very specific information, which you can sell at a high price. Snapchat can't do that. I don't really know how they sell our info to advertisers. They know our birthdays. Uh, they know how often we're on the app. Yep. And that's about it. So I don't know how Snapchat makes its money. They tried to make their money off glasses, I believe. They, <laughs> if I remember correctly, we laughed at the idea of Snapchat releasing these weird snap glasses a while ago. Can I just explain briefly? That, yeah, essentially, it was glasses that you would wear, but also you could film, you could record stuff on them. And essentially, Snapchat thought they were in for like a massive cash bonanza. Yeah, it's going to be so cool selling these glasses at our cameras. And then nobody bought them. And they literally have warehouses full of these glasses. Yeah, because it was a terrible idea. So funny. Anyone could have told them it was a terrible idea, but they thought, hey, people like the Snapchat brand, they'll buy our weird, creepy glasses. <laughs> so one, they, they, don't, they, they made a loss off of glasses. Two, they can't really sell us, and they don't charge us at all. Like, they should just have a membership yep. version of the app where you get extra features for the fight. You can only use the filters if you, if you pay money. True. They should just do that. They'd make a fortune. But instead, they try to make a bad app that's free that doesn't work on more than half the phones in the world and then complain when they are losing all the money like the the app doesn't even work very well on all android devices because they've designed it for apple and that's one company against every single other company on earth so you're not you're not smart if you design your okay okay next how do how do they turn this around then or can they turn this around as i said just start a membership thing twitter needs to do the same thing which they kind of are doing with Promote, promoting tweets and things like that but just you got to charge people for what for what you're offering if you can't make the money off the people okay right i let's... think they'd probably die anyway um all tech companies are going to die, die if they don't start selling things smartly i think that's really interesting actually because i couldn't i honestly had no idea that snapchat was still losing so much money but yeah they there we will. go like most tech companies are at a huge loss every year twitter is still twitter's i think is losing even more money than Snapchat. Twitter's, Twitter's never made money. Yeah, Twitter's been losing money year and year since the day it was born. Snapchat probably has as well, but the, the guy in charge who ever made it is taking half that money and putting it into his own bank account. <laughs> okay, uh, time is definitely up. Shall we talk about the last one very briefly? One last topic. Sure, okay, this is the news. A self-driving bus, uh, which was in its first day in the United States, its first day of life, and then it was yeah. in a crash. Yeah. Um, although apparently it was not its fault. No, it's someone drove into a bus. But the the question, I guess, is: Are we ready for buses that drive themselves? Because that, to me, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could just be like, "Yeah, I'm going to go on a self driving bus." Sure, why not? Well, you've got a weak mind. <laughs> I have a weak mind. You're a weak. You're a weak person. 
you're an embarrassment. Explain, explain, explain. Okay, no, so I don't think that we're quite there with self-driving cars, especially not in Britain, where we get rain quite a lot. Um, in America, with good weather, clear, clear skies most of the time in these places, the technology is great. It works fine. We've had yeah. millions and millions of miles driven by self-driving cars already in America, in places with good weather. And whenever they've been in a crash, it's been because one of us normie humans has driven into them because we are really bad at driving. <laughs> so already, even though the technology is not the best, they're better at driving than we are. That was the point that the the, the chap who kind of runs this company was saying. He said, even if we put out the self-driving vehicles tomorrow, there would already be less crashes. Yeah, even if maybe 10 people died. That's a lot less than the several hundred thousand that die because of human driving. So how long do you think it is before we get to... The technology will be there five years easily. But people won't want it to happen because we're stubborn and we think that driving is really great and we like killing people or something like that. And I like driving. Driving's fun. Yeah, but do you like killing people? Well, not intentionally. Yeah, so most <laughs> Sorry, of us are... Most wait, wait, people... wait, that sounds bad. Like, I enjoy killing them unintentionally. <laughs> I only like killing people if it's an accident. So no, no, of course, no, of course not. Yeah, but I've not, I've not been in a crash yet. But the chances are that you've got a much higher chance of killing someone if you're driving the car yourself than if you let the car drive. Well, see, yeah, see, that's you're right. It's I don't think I would be ready yet to sit in a car and just let it drive me. You've never done it. Apparently, as soon as you sit in the car and let it start driving, you lose all of that fear. It just feels boring and normal. It's not even fun. It just feels boring. That's really interesting. Oh, well, there we go. I, I, I look forward to the day where cars drive themselves and they don't run on uh, fuel-based burny things. James, can we make a deal? Uh-huh. On the day that self-driving cars become a thing in Britain, we do a, an episode. Yeah, I know. It's self-driving life. Yeah, self-driving life. Let's do it. Okay. What's the, what, what do you think the timeline is? How long until... Man, manually driven cars are like banned are you uh, well, uh, 20 years maybe 30 years yeah i think bef before they're like outlawed or before they not outlawed before they stop being made yeah it won't be profitable no. any company that still insists on making the human killing machines surely will lose some cred yeah i think i think you're right probably five maybe 10 years for britain before we start seeing them kind of regularly yeah, and don't get me wrong, driving's fun. Driving feels great. It is. It's, I imagine track driving feels even better. Driving <laughs> is great, but killing is not. Fewer people will be. Fewer people will die the sooner we have self-driving cars. So I'm all for it. Okay, right. Time is up, James. It's been a pleasure. I will speak to you next week, Colin. It's been a good. You know, it's been. It's all right. I, I've, <laughs> I don't regret the time I've spent talking to you. Let's remember this episode. Hey, <laughs> let's not. Let's not be. Uh, too crass let's not be uh let's not be unpatriotic colin sorry oh yeah bye everyone sorry that you're not going to hear this on november 11th <laughs> anyone out there that isn't that isn't november the 11th for hey, I'll, I'll have this uploaded within an hour well for those of you that have listened within an hour <laughs> i'm glad you were here for it okay bye bye